to the Grave Plot Podcast. Welcome everybody to episode three of Octoberama, brought to you by the Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. And we're excited to be back <laughs> on this very exciting, excitable episode. It's going to get spoopy up in here. Uh, this is week three, week of the ghost. It's going to get spoopy. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so we're recording this episode in advance. They don't need to know that. <laughs> they know it now. I'm going to be editing this episode while I'm on vacation. Don't tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah, Week of the Ghost, guys. Uh, this is a mini-sode, so we're just going to be covering movies. No horror business this week. Uh, but however, we do still love our Patreon patrons. Yes, thank you. <laughs> do you, do you, have, you have committed memory? <laughs> Kevin Nesgoda, Kevin Trent, Jordan Morrison, Joshua Hodges, Carlos Rodella, The Horror Addicts, and Max Health. Is that it? Um, Kevin Nesgoda, Jordan Morrison, Kevin Trent, Joshua Hodges, Carlos Yeah, I think you got them all. Hey! Wicked cool. Thank you for the money. Uh, we hope you enjoy your perks. If you would like perks as well, head over to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast and join the squad. Join the perks. Get the perks. Get the fucking perks. For $30 a month, we'll send you Percocet. No, no, no. No, we will not do that. We're not doing that. <laughs> for many reasons. Mainly because we're going to jail. <laughs> that, that is the main reason, yes. Uh, not to say we don't have a lot of illegal Percocet. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm joking. Or am I? It's all perfectly legal. But I'm mostly joking. Or am I? <laughs> okay, that's that's run its course. <laughs> it's not funny anymore. <laughs> right, anymore. Any K, any K, any K, What the hell is I'm a K? <laughs> I'm okay. Okay. So <laughs> this is going so well. Uh, this is what they come to expect from us. We have just garbage. <laughs> <laughs> we have a product to deliver, and this is the product that we give people. I'm sorry. People know <laughs> of our product. Stop saying product. <laughs> I can't stop myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got two movies, and Taylor, which would you like to start with? Uh, let's start with 13 Ghosts, or as it's also known, 13 and Ghosts. There are ghosts around us all the time. Most of them, they can't hurt us. Most of them don't even want to hurt us. But there are exceptions. Is it bad tonight? Oh, bad is my professional opinion. We should get the hell out of here. Now. I represent the estate of your Uncle Cyrus. 
We have an Uncle Cyrus. Cyrus recorded this message six weeks ago. He asked it to be played for you in the event of his death. Arthur, I've instructed my lawyer to deliver my last will and testament. A key? A key to what? A key to your new house. This house is the fruit of my life's work. Oh, my God. It is a one-of-a-kind home. It's marvelous, isn't it? Wow. Arthur, we've got some papers to sign in the library. After that, I would love to take you and the family around the tour of the house. This place is awesome! All right, now I know I'm dreaming. Well, your uncle was quite a collector of many things. What the hell was that? This Halloween. You're wasting your time. It's all sealed up. The only thing worse than being trapped in a house with a ghost. This house is not a house. We're in the middle of a machine. Powered by the dead. Is being trapped in a house with 13 ghosts. Maggie! What? We got company. Where? I can't see. How close is it? Close enough to hurt you. Go, go, go! to get me killed i guarantee nothing yes so 13 teen ghosts third third 13 third 13 and then third 13 that's because uh kind of like uh, the movie seven they decided they're gonna drop some numbers in the middle of the word you mean so seven in so seven in <laughs> okay so this is a remake of a William Class Classel. William Classel. William Castle movie from the fifties, sixties. Um the original is on Shudder. Yes, it is. Uh this, this one, one is, one is not. not. You have to pay for this one. It's three dollars on Google Play. I think it was I want to say it was four on Amazon. <clears throat> um anyway, so yeah, this uh <clears throat> This is a remake um, of the original, but the the plot is very different. I haven't seen the original in a long time. Is it very different? I don't think it was that different. I I have not seen the original in a long time. Okay, so it looks like the differences are mainly names and the type of ghosts. Um, okay, so it, it, I, didn't, it has, I didn't think it was drastically different. I mean, this one's obviously more contemporary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, you have people in a house with ghosts, 12 of, I mean, 12 of them, and I'll get into that. Um, but I think, I think really the, the main parts of the story are pretty different. And I'd have to watch the original again to be absolutely sure, but I'm fairly certain it, it's a very different story. Um, but it has some uh, kind of homages to the original. Um, the original was released in 3D, and it was one of the um, one of the first 3D movies, or you know, very early on in the 3D movie um, world. Uh, and you know, in the movie, it would when the characters the characters had special glasses that allowed them to see ghosts. And in the theater, 
that would be your cue to put on your glasses that would allow you to see the ghosts in 3D as well. Mm. Um, and this kind of played off of that by having these go- the characters have these glasses that would allow them to see the ghosts in the, in the house. Was this in 3D? I don't think so. I saw this in the theater, and I don't remember it being 3D. Me neither. <clears throat> but I would pr- probably go out of my way to watch it in 2D, because that's what I usually do. Yeah, because 3D sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. <clears throat> so, movie starts out, uh, and actually a really cool shot. I, I really like how this movie begins. Well, okay, actually, there's kind of a prologue a little bit. Um, the movie actually opens up in a, um, in a, in a junker yard, you know, smashed cars piled on top of each other a very ominous breeze blowing through through the lanes um and suddenly this crew of big trucks and all these like very military style um group show up in the in the um in the junkyard um god can't get my thoughts together uh, so out comes uh, Ghost Hunter Cyrus uh, Criticos, who's played by the guy that killed Mozart. Guy that killed Mozart. This last action hero joke. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Fucking guy. <laughs> uh, and Matthew Lillard, who plays uh, Dennis Rafkin, who is a psychic. Um, and a very powerful one at that, or very sensitive, I should say, in that he can receive visions just by touching something that's been affected by something supernatural. And apparently gives him wicked headaches or something. Or yeah. orgasms. Could be one <laughs> or the other. Well, I got a, I got an impression that it was just like, just like shooting pain because um, he would take like, you take pills that were like, I don't know, like Vicodin or maybe um, Percocet, <laughs> fucking Percocets, or I don't know, maybe um, like antidepressants, like to even out his mood. So maybe the, the impulses aren't as strong or something. I don't know. Or maybe they're Scooby Snacks. <laughs> but he tries. So Cyrus, who you find out very quickly is just a total bastard um, tells him to, to read the, the yard and to tell him where this ghost is. Um, and he puts his hand to the ground and he gets flashes of these people being just brutally murdered. Uh, and he says, you told me there were, you know, half a dozen or he said like there were, I forget how many said like 20 people, 20 people or something like that and so there's 50 bodies here or 50 deaths and Cyrus says well he's been busy since he very 20 bodies while he was alive he's been busy since then um and so he falls back and he says okay he's he's over there somewhere and he starts trying to take some pills to to even himself out and Cyrus like slaps him away and says, no, I need you clear-headed. And he's like, good, you need to take the edge off, man. <laughs> um, anyway, so in order to draw in the ghost, um, 
they bring in this glass they bring this glass box um with this weird scripture written all over it uh and to to draw in the ghost they bring in this truck that just starts shooting blood all over the car like the junked cars on the ground and inside the box um and then they start playing these incantations uh on these loudspeakers and that apparently perks up the the ghost's ears and he starts approaching the group and as you find out when they put on these glasses they can see the ghosts and like this guy is just this big fucking hulking monster um he's got to be like every bit of seven feet tall and he's just jacked um it almost looks like frankenstein Kind of, yeah. Or Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's just like batting these soldiers or whatever they are, just batting them away and like pulling them into the trunk of a car backwards. And like it's just the guy folds at the waist like the wrong way. And yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, There's also this, uh, basically like a, she's, I don't know, kind of a hippie. She's like there for, um, the rights and freedoms of, uh, of, of spiritual or uh, like, uh, of spirits of dead people. And she's there to basically stop Cyrus from capturing all these ghosts. Um, she's there with her boyfriend or whatever. Anyway, so this ghost starts slapping its way <laughs> across the yard Toward, like being drawn towards these incantations that are being read um, and eventually ends up inside the box and that's when the the door closes and it's sealed inside <clears throat> um, and that's when you also find out that this girl's boyfriend's been killed and also Cyrus took this big sheet of metal to the throat so he's dead he did <laughs> Um, so this is the, then we jump forward to, this is the scene that I thought like from the first time I saw this and every time I watch, I always think it's really cool. It starts out with a scene, uh, with, um, Shannon Elizabeth who plays, can't remember her character's name, Kathy, Kathy, um, and her little brother, Max, Ben, Ben, no. No, yeah, that's not Bobby. Bobby. Bobble. Where did I get Max? <clears throat> so um, they're out there playing in the yard and kind of pans over and you see this woman standing at, like just outside the window talking to Tony Shaloub, who plays their dad. Antonio Scarpacci. Antonio Scarpacci. <laughs> um, no, uh, his name is... Monk. Uh, <laughs> his name is Arthur. <clears throat> um, Which is short for Antonio. Kathy? That's what we could be Kathy. Have. I thought that was the wife's name. Anyway, okay. So, yeah, um, and you know, Arthur and his wife are standing there, sitting there by the window, just kind of musing about how great their life is, laugh, laughing, and you know. Just being happy, and 
and so it's it pans past them and it pans pans over a bunch of framed pictures of the family um and it it basically does a 360 in this room um and you can like hear these these uh monologue not monologues but like you can hear narration over it you know basically the family saying oh you know it's uh, you know um just sharing these is these special family times and you just you can hear like them having uh, uh you know good time together enjoying their time as a family and as the as the room continues to pan over you suddenly hear a fire alarm and you hear like the whooshing of, of flames and you can hear you know shan elizabeth and the little boy saying uh, you know mom's still inside and and you can hear Arthur yelling that he wants to go back inside and you hear the voice of a, of a fireman. He says, you can't go back in there. It's, it's not safe. And, um, then you hear like the beeping of a, um, of a heart monitor and you hear it flatline. And like all the time, all the time while this is going on, it, the, the room is changing. Like the, the, the walls are getting darker and just dirty. And the, um, the upkeep of the room is getting a little more depressing. Um, and so the wife, the wife is, God damn it. The wife dies. And, um, as you come around to the final wall of the room, you start seeing this, this bulletin board with all these past due bills pinned to it. And just, um, yeah, I don't know. I explained it really badly, <laughs> Um, I always thought that was a really cool shot. Yeah. Just the way it very smoothly and almost like unconsciously showed the transition from this happy family life to, you know, where the house burns down, they lose everything they own, the wife dies, and then basically it comes to a point where the three of them are living in this apartment um, that they can barely afford. Um and uh yeah so life is not that great for them yeah things have not been going well um but they've taken on a nanny yeah um named maggie she's a very sassy black lady played by raw digger (laughs) it's just a weird name i guess she's a rapper oh she was she was in busta rhymes crew oh she took a wicked digger. <laughs> Rough Springer! Yep. Anyway. Uh, okay, so, so Maggie, she seems like, yeah, like kind of a nanny, housekeeper, person. It's never entirely clear what it is she does. Um, but she's there. She seems like she's pretty close to the part of family. Um, and it just kind of shows a very tight living space and them trying to get ready for their day. Um and tensions are very high because Arthur trips over Ben's scooter and he just kind of like loses his shit a little bit and just over something that small, just you could tell that things are, things are tense in the, in the Criticos family. <laughs> um, and, uh, up the hall comes a man who knocks on the door and they're like, Oh shit. And it must be that, that lawyer that was supposed to come today. So he opens the door, and sure enough, it's this creepy-looking motherfucker who just 
he looks evil. Yeah. He's got like, I mean, he's a lawyer, so you're immediately suspicious of him. <laughs> but he's got like this slick back hair and these ice cold blue eyes. And like, I don't know, it's just like his, his teeth look fake. They're just like very straight white teeth. And oh, yeah. I don't know. He looks like he's a robot or something. <laughs> I don't know. Very creepy looking. Um, invites him in. He he and he plays this video from Cyrus, who says, uh, "Arthur, you're my only remaining relative." Um, but if you're watching this video, it must mean that I'm that I've passed on. I always had a problem that I had never become closer with you in my life. And in my attempt to make up that, I want to will you my house. And kind of off to the side is a video playing of this house that, or like, I guess, screenshots of this house um, with like this amazing decor, like, like antique, um, you know, um, cartography tools and, and, um, you know, sailing tools and, and hunting tools and all the, all these different odds and ends that just make this house look amazing. And you can, you can kind of tell from the pictures, but it's, it's made more clear later that all these walls are made of glass and they have that same strange writing on them that the, that the box did earlier in the movie. Anyway, so they say the lawyer says this is your house now. You're allowed to move in, whatever you want. I could take you up there. It's it's upstate. I think it took place in New York. They said it's upstate. <clears throat> um, I can take you there tomorrow. So they do. They drive up there and they enter and they find there a power man trying to get into the house, saying that power man five thousand. Yep. Uh, <laughs> The house it says their their house has blown out the power to some outrageous number, like five thousand other houses or something <laughs> like that. Um, he says he needs to get down into the basement to check their breaker. So they let him in, but you know us as the audience, we know that this is actually Dennis, um, and we know that because it's Matthew Lillard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so they all go into the house and, um. There's like it's 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 a gorgeous house. I mean, it's a little strange, uh, a little new agey, but like like all the walls are glass, and it must have cost a fucking fortune to heat the place. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, they go in and they just start exploring. They all look look at different rooms, um, and Rafkin meanwhile goes down to the basement, and he starts sensing all these presences of, of ghosts. And he's, he notices that all these boxes that the, that the ghosts were contained in are in the basement. And he's just like, Oh God, what did you do? Um, so he makes his way back upstairs and, um, tries to convince Arthur to get everyone out. And like, he says, well, I will explain everything. We just need to get out of this house now. And it's around this time that the house starts kind of shifting. Um, and, or no, I guess not quite yet. While he's having, like, Arthur touches him and he has this attack where he sees Arthur's pain 
of the loss of his wife. Like he sees, you know, her, the fire, her death and, you know, the aftermath, like he just feels all that pain. And so he goes, basically goes into a seizure and collapses to the floor. Um, meanwhile, the lawyer sneaks off into the basement and he picks up an, uh, a briefcase apparently left for him full of money and it activates this giant machine because it, it pulls it off. It look like a bunch of pedals. That's all like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so this machine activates and these big giant s- saucers, not saucers, but I don't know, these giant rings just start spinning and this one lever flips up and there's there are 12 levers and they've all got a different symbol on them um and uh yeah and like and also in this other room this these plates start spinning in the middle of the floor and i feel like those aren't paid enough attention to like if i saw that in this house that i was being given i'd be like so what's that yeah what's what's that all about what's going on there <laughs> <clears throat> that uh that doesn't look like something that you'd usually find it's that regulation in a house <laughs> um yeah so this machine basically just sets off a mechanism that slowly starts releasing all the ghosts um the lawyer gets not not quite attacked by a ghost but is threatened by one this naked chick with just slices all over her body Yep, on her nippies. Yeah, like right, th- right through her nipple. Yeah, this guy hurt. Ouchie. Um, <clears throat> wasn't she called the princess or something? Uh, yeah, the the dire princess was that her name? But yeah, the thing is, like all these different ghosts, um, are angry princess. Yep. Um, all these ghosts you find out are members or they're, they're symbols of the, was it the, the dark, um, Zodiac or the black Zodiac or something. I'm realizing there's a lot of story here than <laughs> having trouble making concise. Um, anyway, so the, the, the hippie chick, I gotta find out her real name. Son of a bitch. Kalina. Um, she's the one that was basically protesting um, Cyrus's capture of ghosts at the beginning. She makes her way into the house, um, which is immediately suspect because it's like, because when the machine activated, all the doors sealed. And a lot of the house, the walls in the house shifted around. So basically, it was like an entirely different place because all of the old entrances were closed, a bunch of new ones opened. Um, and she claimed that she got in when the house shifted and that the entrance she got in through is now closed. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so they attempt to try and work together. Once they finally convince Arthur that the ghosts are real, they of course start trying to formulate a plan to get out um but the problem is is they're having a hell of a time trying to keep everyone together um so i feel like a lot of this movie is spent just trying to get the fucking kids to stay out of trouble yeah pretty much 
because it's like at the beginning of the movie, they leave him, he leaves them in that room with the giant spinning plates and they leave and he walks away with the lawyer and he says, stay right here. Do not move from this place. I will be back. Don't move. And then as soon as he leaves the room, they all leave. <laughs> it's like, you little fuckers. And like, you know, it's the three of them together, Kathy, Maggie, and Ben. But then eventually they split up. Like, Kathy goes her own way. And Maggie and Ben take off. And then Ben disappears from Maggie um, because he sees his mom's ghost. Um, yeah. So... Th- through the course of the movie, um, basically all these ghosts are being re- uh, released and they keep popping up around the house and they only have two pairs of glasses in order to see the ghosts. Um, and it's becoming more of an issue because more ghosts are being released and it's hard to, for everyone to s- constantly be aware of their presence when they're coming and going. <clears throat> and you never know when a new one's going to pop up. So, um, yeah, eventually get to the point, you know, near the conclusion where they find out or when, um, Kalina reveals to Arthur that he is supposed to be the 13th ghost. It's supposed to activate the machine or open the, open the ocularis, uh, ocularis, what it's a fucking Latin name, and I can't remember what it was. <clears throat> Ocular something. It, it basically means eye of hell. Um, in fairness, in fairness, maybe that might be it. Because in uh, Event Horizon, Liberate Tutame Ex Infernus, or Save Yourself from Hell. It could be it. Anyway, um, so find out that. The way to open open the eye, yeah, is he has to leap into it in order to become the thirteenth ghost, um, and come to find out that Cyrus is not actually dead. He faked his death in order to convince, because he knew that Arthur would be the perfect. Like, not only did he have his his uh, deceased wife would make the f- perfect fourth ghost, the withered lover. Was that what it was? Yeah. Um, and then, um, but Arthur would make the perfect 13th ghost, which I can't remember. The broken heart. The broken heart. Um, so, yeah. Um, Basically, the entire movie is just them trying to stay alive. And then Arthur's like, no. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I just, I won't do it. But then. How about no? Yeah. Cyrus kidnaps the kids and ties them up. Cyrus, by the way, is played by Murray Abraham. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Kalina's played by Miss Honey from Matilda. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But you got all these ghosts. You got. Um, yeah, and they're all cool. 
<laughs> the firstborn son, the torso, the bound woman, the withered lover, the torn prince, the angry princess, the pilgrimess, the great child and the dire mother, the hammer, the jackal. The jackal? The, is it a jackal? And the juggernaut. Right. And the cool thing about this is that all the, the um, even though it's not in the movie, all of those ghosts have a backstory. Yeah. Um, There's a couple of them they go into like real briefly, but. Yeah, a little bit. Um, mainly the juggernaut and. The juggernaut. <laughs> um, who else was it? You know, you know what a juggernaut is? Nope. It's when, when you don't come for a really long time and it's just like. But yeah, so it's it's cool that all the ghosts have a, a backstory. Um, I think there may have been like a like a like a book, like a companion book written for this that kind of go into all the ghosts' backstories. Um, if you look at the Wikipedia page, they're all kind of briefly uh, summed up, like their their stories and how they became ghosts. Um, it's really interesting, um, and they all look really cool. Yeah. All of the effects in this movie are done by K&B, so of course you're getting, um, you know, top-notch effects. Yep. What are you doing? (laughs) I was trying to see if this was rated R. It is. Okay. Do you remember the... uh, The... uh, uh, the marketing for this movie was like, oh yeah, I guess it was. It was like rated R for violence, nudity. Shannon Elizabeth is in it because <laughs> <laughs> it it like really wanted you to think that Shannon Elizabeth got naked in it. Yeah, and like and she doesn't. <laughs> no, and you definitely wish she was going to because it, there were parts where you thought she was going. Yeah, to. like at one point her shirt gets ripped. Yeah. And you thought you were gonna get a little booby. And then when the, I mean you get you get some booby, but not not like the important part. Not like American Pie. Right. Um Yeah, it was like she was like not long after American Pie and they were like the the marketing because I don't remember any other movies that were like rated this for this, 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 and this. <laughs> it would just be like rated R. Yeah. Uh and you know, even now, like I talked about I think I've talked before about the the different codings for ratings now. Like they they'll tell you in the rating box yeah. what it's why it's rated that. This was probably back when that first was starting. Like not everyone was doing it, but some were. Um, and yeah, like even now they don't say they don't like narrate why it was right. <laughs> Like I said, I, I think they just really wanted you to think that Shannon Elizabeth got naked. Yeah. But, I mean, the angry princess was naked the entire time. She was. Um, although I don't think her boobs were real. I don't either. <laughs> um, but her but, but her ass was. <laughs> yep. So there's that. Probably. Might have been fake. You don't know. <laughs> just, she could have had ass implants. Just glued on her ass. No, I mean, I don't, I don't mean like glued on glutes. I don't mean like her boobs were like implants. I mean, they may have been, but I'm pretty sure that. Oh, like they were like prosthetic? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they put like stuff over them. Oh. Kind of like, what's her face in X Men? 
J-Law. Uh, or Rebecca Romaine. The fuck's the character's name? Mystique. Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> um. Yeah. So, what do you what do you think of the movie? I think it's kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like it, <laughs> it looks great. Yeah. Like you said, the ghosts are all really badass looking. Um, you know, the house is super cool, but the story's kind of dumb. It is a little dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's and the the movie's very like like it's not super horror y. It's kind of more like action. Yeah. It's not particularly like scary. It doesn't really feel like it's really trying to be. Mm-hmm. It's just like an action movie that has ghosts. Sure. Yeah. Or like a, like a mystery movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the main horror element is that there are ghosts. Yeah. Aside from that, there isn't a lot. I mean, it's not. Like it's visually horror, but tonally not. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of gore, if any. I mean, there's basically a bathtub full of blood. That's like the main gory part. Yeah, you don't ever actually like see anybody. Well, I guess in the opening scene you see some people die. Yeah. But other than that, it's you know, the, the thing the whole thing is contained within this one house and it's just these five characters apart from the ghosts. Mhm. Um Yeah, I mean the I mean I guess the most gruesome and gory parts are like the ghosts themselves. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, like I said, the angry princess, she's She's got cuts all over. Yeah. And, um, the, uh, I mean, one guy is, is just a torso. Yeah. And the firstborn son, he's got an arrow through his head. Yep. But even that's not especially grim. Just, he's got an arrow through his head. (laughs) Tough shit. And there, uh, there's a, a reference to this movie in trick or treat. There is. Yeah, the um when she uh uh oh, little red riding hood Anna Paquin Anna Paquin her sister is trying to hook her up with the guy at the party and it's C Ernst Harth who plays the great child in this and he's dressed as a baby. Oh yeah, yeah. Mhm. Very good. Very good. Yes. So yeah. Um I mean Arthur, you know, he finds out that Cyrus is alive and it's really kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, it is. Mainly because we already know he's alive. Yeah, I found that really odd that they like revealed that so early. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they made it they made it seem at first as if he was another ghost contained in the house. That's true. Um but then it gets to a point where you know, he reveals himself to to uh, Maggie and you know Kalina has these special flares um what well um what were they they were platinum or something something like that yeah um I don't know yeah some kind of special kind of flares that ward off ghosts um, and they use them several times throughout the movie but Maggie's trying to hold back Cyrus and he just keeps keeps walking she's like can you do something these players aren't working and then she just hits her with a giant book (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and th- and that's when you find out that Cyrus is actually alive. But then they try to double reveal it with Arthur, which I just thought was stupid. Yeah, it's like is it, like it's like you're trying to make this a twist, but we all already know what's going on. Yeah, and it's like you know they do the, this effect where you know they have Arthur looking at Cyrus, and you know he's he's wearing some of the glasses, and he he pulls them off, and like the camera. The camera, you see the glasses come off. And that, you know, you can see him through the glasses, and once the glasses come off, he's still standing there. And, you know, that may have been good when when you did the reveal with Kalina. Yeah. The first time. Yeah. I feel like they had a very missed opportunity by not calling those glasses spectral spectacles. Or spectacles. <laughs> That might have been a little too too much. People in the audience be like, spectacles? Are they just saying spectacles wrong? Are they making a, a some kind of dick joke? <laughs> Is this a reference to something? <laughs> I just thought those glasses were really cool. Maybe, yeah, they were. I always wanted to make a pair. Like the little like LEDs on the side. Yeah, that was um this uh this message, message board I told you about where I'm, I go there and people make a bunch of uh, replica props and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen people make some before and I was always really jealous. I just don't have the means or the skill, especially the, like, the electronic skill. I just don't. Yeah. I don't know that stuff. So it's funny. My dad, he's really good at, with electronics. Like he just. It's like second nature to him. He just understands that, but he can't do shit with like, like he can't. He's not artistic. He can't sculpt. He can't do things with wood. Um. But then me, like I can do all those things. Like I know I know how to woodwork and 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 build things and and stuff like that. But he can't, or then I can't do shit with electronics. Like I don't. I mean, I know how to do like the most basic wiring, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> anyway, I feel like we've been talking about this a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's just maybe do some like final thoughts here. So you said you did, you thought it was kind of dumb. Yeah, I, th- I think the story's kind of dumb. Um, and I the the ending I thought was dumb. Uh, the whole machine thing, I, it it was dumb. Uh. But it, but it does look really cool. It's a really cool, you know, the ghosts are all really cool. The house is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the glasses are really cool. But is that enough? Yeah. The machine thing, that really kind of burned me. I thought that was... It was very, like, steampunky. It really was. And, you know, this is something that was supposed to have been designed. Like, because Kalina explains that this machine was, was designed um, by... Um, what was he? Just some kind of philosopher or something? Yeah. Uh, back in the fifteenth century or something like that. And he he wrote down the plans for it while he was under under demonic possession. So basically, she says it was a machine designed by the devil, run by the dead or powered by the dead. Which in theory sounds cool. Yeah. But the machine just looks like a 
it's just a bunch of big heavy gears that are just rolling together. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, what about this machine invokes like the devil or right. not, not the, the, the devil, but basically the goal of the machine is to open the ocularis infernum. Is that what we decided? Yeah. Um, and basically that would provide the controller a view into the past and present and, you know, and future and basically give them like almost omnipotence, on omnipotence. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. It was, it seemed very convoluted, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I used to really like this movie, especially when it first came out. I thought it was awesome, but I think I was mainly swayed by the effects. Probably, yeah. Like I just, I thought the ghosts were so cool. I thought the house looked awesome, and even at the time, you know, looking back on it, not so much now. But at the time, I thought the machine looked cool. Um, but now it's like those graphics, the computer graphics were just not quite up to the snuff that they are now. And so it's just, it looks very clearly like CGI. Yeah. Um, I, th- I almost think it would have been better off if they just would have kept those spinning discs and just left that big machine out of it. Yeah, possibly. I mean, if they had to include the machine, just just leave the rest out. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. I think that's all I got. Yeah, same here. Um, I mean... I still like the movie. These the story, yeah, it's not that great, but it's okay. Um I think I if I was just basing it on the movie itself, just the story, acting, those simple things, I'd probably give it a 4. But because I just love those that makeup, those makeup effects and the the ghosts themselves, they just all look so awesome. I think I'm going to give it a 5. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've said that like one, two, three is our avoid and like four five, six is worth a watch. And I would, I would say this is worth a watch. You know, it's not something I would put into my regular rotation by any means, but, um, you know, yeah, yeah. It's worth seeing if, if only for how good it looks. Um, so yeah, I think five is fair. All right. Okay. Moving on, moving on. We have, uh, 2007, independent movie called Paranormal Activity. High def camera on my girlfriend Katie. She thinks there's something in the house. I don't know. You believe me, right? I think we're going to have a very interesting time capturing whatever paranormal phenomena is occurring or is not occurring. Windows are locked. Doors are locked. Alarm is on. Hearing a weird sound. Something's here. I feel it breathing on me. There's footsteps in, but there's no footsteps out. Oh God! Oh my God! If you do try to play games with it, that's inviting it in.
think something bit you. It's not the house, it's me. You cannot run from this, it will follow you. I'm in control. You're not in control. What's happening to me? This thing left a message. If it's not a ghost, what is it? All right, so most people know this movie. It's pretty infamous. <clears throat> yeah. It uh, kind of kicked off the the most recent boom of found footage movies. Yeah. And, you know, we could say that Blair Witch really started this, really started the found footage thing. Like, I would say, like, Blair Witch lit the match, whereas Paranormal Activity was the gasoline. That's fair. <laughs> Um, yeah, this was made for $11,000 and honestly, I don't know where it went. I, I feel like they could have filmed this for even less than that. Yeah. I mean, unless, I mean, the very minimal effects like that went into it, I don't know, maybe renting the house. I don't know. Well, if it, they rented the house or the camera. Yeah. But anyways, um, it's about a couple named Mika and Katie who are played by Mika something or other and Katie Featherston. So it's actually their, their Sloat. Sloat is his name. Uh, it's S L O A T. So sounds like Sloat to me, but I like that they kept their names mm-hmm. because, you know, similar to Blair, Witch or like the upper footage, they, they portrayed this as if it was real mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it was marketed as being actual found footage back when that was still a thing you could get away with. Yeah, but, you know, very tenuously. Like, there's probably a very small subsection <laughs> of people that actually bought into it. I bought into it until I saw it. <laughs> when I saw right. it, I was like, that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> I was lied to. <laughs> You're a phony. But like Blair Witch... Katie and Mika both play it very real. Like they don't look like they're acting. Yeah. So that was, that was important. And I think that's something that a lot of found footage is missing. A lot of people look like they're acting, like they're reciting lines. Mm -hmm. This didn't have that. And I mean, you know, they were both at the time, no name actors. Nobody knew who they were. Mm -hmm. So that it was easier to get away with that way. But, uh, Katie has, ever since she was eight years old and her house burned down, she's had weird occurrences happen to her that she can't explain. Um, and so Mika buys this camera cause he wants to try and catch it on film. Mm-hmm. And, uh, at first nothing really happens. They call in a, uh, a psychic and he shows up and he just kind of, you know, hears the story and just says, you know, oh, yeah, well, that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like most psychics do. <laughs> um, but as time We're goes on, get letters. <laughs> they should have known I was going to say that. <laughs> We're going to get letters from the psychics union. Is that a thing? Probably. <laughs> There's a fucking union for everything. 
I like how he, the psychic was late cause he was caught in traffic and Mika was like, shouldn't he like expect traffic? <laughs> Should, shouldn't he have known that was going to happen? <laughs> He's such a dick. <laughs> but watching this entire movie, except like to the point where th- like shit starts to get real, like watching this, I'm like, God, this would, this would definitely be me and my wife. <laughs> like, cause she's, she's a believer and I am not. Mm-hmm. I would be skeptical about all of it until something solid presented itself to me. So <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Yeah. And the bickering, I feel, would be, be you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, as time goes on, little things start happening. Um, you know, they film each other. Well, they don't know that. They don't film each other. <laughs> they, they set the camera up on a tripod. Watch me do me. <laughs> I mean... Mika does try yeah, several does. times. Yeah, he does. And who wouldn't? He's I mean, like, you really? know, we, we could do some extracurricular. <laughs> and she's just not having it. She's she's kind of a prude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do have sex at one point, but she makes him turn the camera off. Yeah. And so we don't get to see it. He tries to pull the, no, 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 it's the standby <laughs> it's light. It's the off light. <laughs> but she's too smart for that. And how about, you know what? They live in this pretty killer two-story house in san diego um and he's a day trader but i like at no point do you actually see him working <laughs> um which you know makes maybe, sense from, yeah from a found footage perspective he's not going to film himself working <laughs> well you know maybe he was filming himself working but you know it it, it was presented in a way that the, the uh, footage had been edited to be a little more concise yeah but and she was a student, but she's like never at school. <laughs> but how like my wife and I both work full time jobs, and we could not afford that house in San Diego. Yeah. Well, you know, movie magic. Mm. But see, a little thing start happening like they're while they're sleeping that you'll see the blanket will move, or just you know something minor. They start hearing footsteps, things like that, and it. It becomes obvious that the whatever is attached to Katie does not like this camera. Yeah. And it kind of starts to escalate ever since they bring this camera into the home. And <clears throat> so, uh, you know, it, the entity starts to get more violent. It starts, you know, kind of poking and prodding them. And uh, at one point it scratches Katie and so Mika is like, this ends now. <laughs> and so to end it, he puts baby powder on the floor. <laughs> what he thought this was going to accomplish, I don't know. Unless what happened is exactly what he expected to accomplish. But I don't know how that ends this now. Because <laughs> basically they, they hear footsteps. Um, and then they, they turn on the light and there's like footprints in the baby powder. But it's like three it's like like a y shape it almost looked like a hand at first at first yeah but when they get closer it looks like it's it's just three like it's like yeah, a, yeah. it's like a ninja turtle foot right <laughs> um yeah and you know micah or mika does basically everything that this psychic tells him not to do <laughs> and that kd tells him not to do yeah um and you know he says at the beginning he says okay well I feel like this is not a ghost, a ghost. He, he goes, 
into explaining it. He says, a ghost or a spirit or a poltergeist is the um, it's the spirit of a human that is trapped, is confused and lost, and just is acting out. I believe that what's here is a demon, which is something is is not human. It's it's an evil. I'm a fucking demon. He <laughs> says it's an evil, sinister being that is basically, it basically only exists to hurt people. He says, this is not my field. Like, I don't, I don't know anything. I don't know how to contain this. Yeah, he refers him to a demonologist. Right. And it's like, if, if a demon, if that was going on and a demonologist was referred to you, what's the first thing you would do? Probably wait for the demonologist. But you, you, you'd call the demonologist. Oh, yeah. They don't do that. They wait, what, a week or more? To actually even that's right try yeah. to call the guy and then when he does when they do oh he He's left there the, he left the fucking country and then they try to call back that that psychic and he comes and he steps in and he's like oh shit uh <laughs> she's like he's like i should not be here yeah things have gotten worse it's very cold and uncomfortable in here it and does not like my presence being here he's like i gotta go it's like i'm gonna go right now I'm going to I'm going to try to help you but I'm leaving right now. <laughs> and then you never see him again. Yeah. Or you know what he was supposed to do to help. Yeah, he said he was going to help and then they just never see him again. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, things continue to escalate. Uh Katie gets pulled out of the bed and dragged down the stairs and no, dragged uh, down dragged down the hall into another room. Oh. Okay. Once it went in the dark I couldn't really tell what happened, but yeah. Uh, and at one point they find the, the footsteps lead into this hall closet and they go in the hall closet and the, uh, there's a hole in the roof to the, to the attic Yeah, yeah. and it's been pushed open. And so Mika goes up there and he finds this photo of Katie when she was eight years old and like the sides are all burned and, and she's like, this shouldn't be in our house. This shouldn't even exist. Yeah. So that's creepy. So like, I haven't seen this picture in 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, actually, I'd say that would be the point where I would be like, all right, well, I'm leaving. Um, but that's the thing. That, that's what this psychic had told her. Spirit, spirit, all that. No. I feel like he's not just a psychic, but I don't know another term. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Spiritual medium. Yeah. He tells tells her that this is attached to you. It's not. It yeah, moving's nothing, not going to help. It does nothing to do with the house. Um, yeah, and that's fucked up. Yeah, and it's been with her since she was eight years old. Yeah. Uh, and Mika actually finds like a a, a woman back in the what sixties, sixties or seventies that had a similar case, and it just in her case the demon just disappeared. So it's, it's almost like they're trying to play a wait and see game. I thought it killed her. Did it? I thought so. Oh, I thought I heard him say that like it. I know he said that she hired an exorcist, but the exorcist exorcism didn't take or something. I don't, I don't remember now. Beats me. <clears throat> Irrelevant. 
Well, it is relevant, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so eventually, uh, Katie gets dragged down the, or out of the, or no, she just gets up and leaves. Mm-hmm. She gets up and stares at Mika while he's sleeping for like two hours. Yeah. And this, it's just, she does that twice. Yeah. Just, and then she just kind of walks away and, uh, then she starts screaming. And so Mika goes to find her <clears throat> and you can, you can't see them on the screen at this point, but you can hear them and she's crying and he's consoling her. And then all of a sudden his body comes flying into the room, smashes into the camera, knocks the camera off the tripod. And then now there's three different endings here. Okay. Cause I, I could not remember any of them. Or aside from the one that I watched, I couldn't remember any of them. The one that the theatrical ending was Katie comes into the room and just kind of like gets on all fours, looks over at Mika's body and then her face turns into a demon and she like eats the camera. Yeah. And then it shows up on the screen and says, you know, police came and found Mika's body. Katie has never been seen again. Mm -hmm. That was the, uh, we can make this a franchise ending. Yeah. Uh, The original ending, Katie comes into the room and she's got a, a butcher knife. And uh, then the, the police show up and they, they tell her, you know, put, put down the knife and she starts walking towards the police and a door slams somewhere else in the house. And this cop gets spooked and he shoots her. And that's the end. I don't think I've seen that one. And then there's a third ending. I think it was the, it was Paramount's ending, but it was the original ending that they had. And this one is my favorite where she comes in, she's got the butch knife. She looks over Mika's body and then she just slits her own throat. Yeah. That's the other one I've seen. That's my favorite one. That's pretty badass. I think that's, that's the best one. But this movie is very like, there's not a lot that happens in between, you know, it's, it's a lot of them talking and a lot of just kind of small things at first that escalates. And I think that's what makes it successful as a found footage movie. Yeah. It really sells the realism because it's, it's not, not every single second of it is interesting. Right. It, it kind of starts out like ghost hunters and ends up like ghost adventures, <laughs> you know, cause like ghost hunters, sometimes they go places and nothing happens. Yeah. Ghost adventures. Oh, something scratched my back. Every fucking episode, something scratches <laughs> the dude's back. <laughs> God, what a turd. <laughs> and now he gets a haunted museum. Why does he get a haunted museum? He's got money. Yeah, money's good. <laughs> <laughs> I like money. <laughs> um, yeah. So this movie, I feel like now nowadays it gets like a, a harsh reputation. But back when it came out, everybody was all about this movie. I love the first one. Yeah. the The sequels are garbage. See, I thought Paranormal Activity two was kind of okay. Not as good as this one. Three is the one where they were little kids, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I didn't like that one. I don't really remember that much about two. Two is one with her sister. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember it well enough. Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's, it seemed like there was, you know, but it was seemed like people watched this and they're like, well, I don't know what this thing is. I, I don't understand. I, I need more. 
And so they were like, okay, well, here's a backstory with some witches or something. <laughs> and I was like, what? You just like blew all the realism out the window. Yeah. It did. I mean, it, did, it got a little silly, especially, uh, especially in four when it was a completely different family. Yeah. Um, and like Katie and her nephew was ba- they're basically playing off as her son. They live across the street now or something. And I don't know. It just got silly. And then I haven't seen it, but I read the synopsis for the ghost dimension. Holy shit. <laughs> that sounds fucking terrible. Wasn't that the fourth one? No, no, it's the sixth one. Fuck. Cause the, the, the fifth one was the exorcist. <laughs> the exorcist. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. I was reading this, but like it, as far as I can tell, the only thing that, uh, Katie and her sister have to do with the ghost mentioned is the guy finds a tape that has them on it. Mm. But he also finds this camera that can see spirits. Right. And then at some point his daughter, he, fi- Oh, he finds this tape that has Katie and her sister and his daughter. Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> And then somehow his daughter opens a dimension to another, or opens a portal to another dimension. No. Nope. Which, what? No. Nope. <laughs> where where nope. did that come from? <laughs> nope. Dumb. Stop it. No. It's like, okay, wait, we went from spooky, realistic demon ghost to coven of witches, and now there's a portal to another dimension. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> <sighs> but. Paramount was like, oh, we can make these movies for $15,000 and they'll make 15 million. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter if it doesn't do well in the box office because anything that we make will be making back our budget. Yeah. <laughs> like if seven people see the movie, we made our budget back. <laughs> um, but yes, so the first one was, uh, I don't know, would you call it revolutionary? No. No. Yeah, I mean, because like Rich. I said, it's it started the the boom of the the current found footage yeah. fad. Definitely more so than Blair Witch. Yeah, like I said, Blair Witch kind of you know kind of got the ball rolling, but Paranormal Activity is the one that really kind of exploded it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, this movie, I feel like nowadays has kind of a bad reputation and i feel like that's mainly due to the shitty sequels probably yeah but you know i have to say even in my own head i was like eh, i don't want to watch paranormal activity but then i watched it i'm like god this movie was actually pretty good it was like i have it on dvd and i remember when i bought when i bought it, i don't remember it might, it might have been you but somebody was like what the hell did you buy this for and i was like i like the first one <laughs> That sounds like something I'd do. I think I'm not going to go out and buy all the sequels, but I like the first one. <laughs> and I watch it with the uh, the throat slashing ending when I watch it on DVD. Right. Because you got to. Because I got to. The original. Shit. Uh, the theatrical ending is just dumb. Like I said, it's it's the we can make a franchise ending. Yeah. The, we can't have her kill herself because we need something to tie it into the next movie. Apparently there was an unfilmed ending. Did you see that? No. What's the unfilmed ending? Um... I'll tell you. How do we know it exists if it wasn't filmed? I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. 
Is that the one with the police? Unfilmed alternate ending. A third alternate ending was written in which a possessed Katie would corner Micah and bludgeon him with his camera while viewers watch from oh, the camera's point of that. view. This version was deemed too complicated and too brutal to shoot. More brutal than her slitting her own throat. Like, just do it. I mean, don't bludgeon the guy to death, obviously. But yeah. Like, you, he puts his arm up and you just have the camera, like, have her arm hit his arm. Yeah. That's easy to shoot. Like, you, you just take a camera and swing it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, for a rating, are we rating it with, like, what ending are we rating it with? Because I feel like that makes a big difference. Why don't we just rate the movie without the ending? Just rate the bulk of the movie. Okay. Um. Hmm. Okay, then. Um, My girlfriend thinks this movie's hilarious. <laughs> okay. She was like, when she gets dragged by the foot out the door, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of funny. I mean, out of context, especially if you yeah. just saw that scene and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it's like her reaction is like she gets dragged out of, the, out, of, out of bed and she like hits the ground on her butt and kind of flops over. And like, I don't think she wakes up right away or at least she's not like conscious. Yeah. I don't think she really until either until she hits the ground or as she's being dragged out. Yeah. And like, as she's being dragged out, she kind of like. She like puts her head up. She's like, Mika, Mika, <laughs> what's happening? Yeah. And it's, it, it doesn't get like real until she just starts like screaming. Yeah. <laughs> then it's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> up to that point, it's a little funny. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I definitely think this movie is one of the more realistic found footage movies, um, which again comes from being, you know, one of the, the first. Yeah. That's, uh, that's unfortunate about this th this type of movie is like once that bell's been rung it's just you can't go back yeah um I think I'll give it a seven yeah I was actually thinking the same thing um mostly the same reasons I mean it's a it's a very novel and creative idea um, to put on screen what appeared to be a, a an honest to god haunting. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Blair Witch did it a little differently, in which you know you didn't really see much. Blair Witch was all psychological. Yeah, you know, it wasn't until the end really that you even really saw much as in the way of effects or gore but you know at the same time this had a or Blair Witch had a microscopic budget compared to even even paranormal activity right um but the, the coolest part of paranormal activity effects wise is when the um Ouija board sets on fire yeah that was probably like the simplest one too I think because like well like I'm watching it and most of it I'm going you know I I I bet I know how they did this. I bet I know how they. I know how they did that. I'm watching that Ouija board part. And I'm like, I don't know how they did this. 
Magnets. Huh? Magnets. But how do you make it catch on fire? I don't know. Like a little tiny little detonator. Well, see, I don't know enough about that. So oh, yeah, I mean it's basically they'd have some kind of flammable fu- fluid on it and probably just like two two wires just activate it, complete the circuit and it'll ignite the flames or ignite the fluid. Yeah. Okay. It, it's it's you know it's an easy it's simple effect but it obviously you know creates a, a good look on on screen. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean there weren't a, a ton of effects. No, like I said, it's very minor things for a lot of the movie. Um. My, I think my favorite one, which was probably. I may have slipped by a lot of people. May, a lot of people may not have even noticed it, but it's when they're just sleeping in the room on one of the nights and um, you see a shadow pass by the door. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice it the, the first time, but they when he's reviewing the video, mm. he doesn't actually make a point of it. He doesn't point it out, but yeah. you can see it on the video more clear. Yeah. And you know, that I think that makes you it's I mean, it's relatively early on in the movie when that happens. I, yeah, it's like one of the first things. Um, but I think that alone, every time they're sleeping and you know, you've got a full r- view of the room, you're kind of looking for Yeah, it. it's making your eyes shoot all over the room. You're looking for something to happen and you're, you're just waiting. So I think that when something actually does happen, it might make it a little more of a shock. So, um, yeah, it was all very creative, uh, creatively done. Um, and then Paramount had to shit all over it. Yeah. But that's what they do. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, seven. Cool. Good, good stuff. Seven's all around. Anyway. So it's gonna do it, huh? It's gonna do it for Week of the Ghost. Yes, sir. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Maybe they did. Maybe Hopefully. they didn't. Yeah. Please like us. <laughs> we try so hard. <laughs> this is the second episode we recorded today. Just give us a break. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So we're gonna be back next week, guys. The final week of October Rama. It's going to be our special Halloween episode hey. uh, where we're just going to be reviewing two Holly or not Hollywood. 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 Ba-da-ba-do-ba-do-ba Hollywood. <laughs> Those are the words. <laughs> um, no, two Halloween movies. Uh, and actually, it's going to be uh, All Hallows Eve and All Hallows Eve 2. Yep. So look forward to that, guys. Uh, in the meantime, Taylor, where can they find us? Best place to find us is at graveplotpodcast.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, or wherever else podcasts are found. We are also on Facebook and Instagram as graveplotpodcast or on Twitter as grave underscore plot. Also, don't And patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. Bring all of your delicious money. Um, and so, get exclusive content. Exclusive sexy content. Taylor took a picture of his gooch and put it on there. You can see that. Yep. <laughs> it anyway. looks like an old avocado. 
<laughs> you look like an avocado had sex with an older avocado. <laughs> okay. So. You look like Freddy Krueger face fucked a topographical map of Utah. <laughs> like a testicle with teeth. <laughs> Find all that and more on patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. So we'll catch you again next week. Until then, I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. You can say anything you want, and you can do.